0: Sometimes you might need a pick-me-up. I'll push in the right direction. Some words that help put you back on track. This is the Learn, Develop, Live podcast with your
1: motivational moment. Good morning! Welcome to your motivational moment, part of the Learn, Develop, Live podcast. My name is still Chris Jags and I'm glad to see you've joined me for another great speaker. And I have to say, this week... It is a good one. Well, I mean, I think they're all good. Otherwise I wasn't want to share them with you, but you know what I mean, don't you? Ed Foreman returns with another piece of wisdom about how we can always have a good day every day. Here is Mr. Foreman.
0: Now, let me show you how you can actually, there wouldn't be a person in this room that would choose the other side of the menu, but let me show you how better than half of the people out there in the real world make the terrible side of the menu their day every day. What you do is you get up late. You know, when the clock sounds, you say, Oh, no, gosh, is it time to get up already? And you throw a little tantrum right then, you know. I Never did like daylight savings time anyhow. (laughs) And then when the first news alarm goes off, you hit at it and you knock the clock off of the table. You jump up, you go running into the toilet, and yeah, you stump your toe on the way into the toilet. And there you are in there shaving, just face again. Ah! And you can self-shave it. Put a little piece of toilet paper on there to keep them bleeding to death, you know. And then ah! and you can self-shave again, put another piece of toilet paper on there. First thing you know, your face looks like a cotton patch, a little piece of toilet paper stuck all over it, you know. Or girls, you're putting your makeup on and your finger slips and goes right in your eye, and tears start running down, you make a little ravine right down through your makeup, you know. And here you are, got yourself off to that bad kind of a start, you don't have time to read anything inspirational. But on the way into the kitchen, you scoop up the morning newspaper so you can memorize the front page. Read about all the murders, wars, and rapes that happened the night before, you know, get all that bad news working in your head. You go running in there to the kitchen, and your sweetheart has your hot cup of coffee poured, and you go to drink, and you go, Lie! What are you doing? Trying to scald me? You know to saucer and blow this stuff, I'm in a hurry! and you get into a good argument with her or him while you're pouring that hot acid down into your stomach got all that bad news working in your head and you reach over there and you pick up a cigarette and you light it and you start sucking that smoke down in there with that hot acid into that empty stomach so you can go you know, get that film right off the bottom of your gut, you know In fact, I don't know why you don't just run out there in the driveway and kneel down behind your car and put your lips right over the tailpipe and just start sucking that right into your lungs. And a lot of people say, but I smoke to relax. Well, that'll relax you. It's just a little bit faster than putting a bunch of dried up leaves and a piece of paper, spitting on it, rolling it up and setting one end on fire and sucking the carbon monoxide through there. But what we do, we get all that working in our guts, you know, get all that going, look at our watch and say, yep, 13 minutes late, there's like always, go right out there, jump the car, and sh- yeah, that driver, oh, look out, world, here he comes. Like a 5,000-pound semi-guided missile headed down that highway. You get down there, that first traffic light, and there's some dodo sitting through a green light. You sit down on that horn, you say, move on, stupid! They say, shut up, fat mouth! And he catches you right there in a red light. But here's something you learn to do. If you'll sit there and race your engine, it'll make that light change faster. In fact, you found out that if you'll race your engine and double your fist up and wave it at them and mumble obscenities at the same time, it'll make that light change. something about your technical training background, you know? And sure enough, you change your light and Go out, go through about three of those, finally get out of the office, go in and say, good morning, John. You go, yeah, and they say, boy, he's like a bad breath tiger this morning. Better watch out for him. He'll snap one off of you, you know. And that feeling goes throughout the entire organization. And then in comes that story and he said, John, I thought you said you're going to get this contract ready. You're going to do this and this and this. And you like a big old hot air balloon going. You say, wait just one doggone minute, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you a thing or two. That's like reaching up there, grabbing his balloon, and going, "Pow!" and hot air and spit goes all over everybody. (laughs) He goes out there telling everybody what a no-good scoundrel John is, and John works, 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 till he's about to fall over like a dead dog with his feet sticking up in the air. And finally... About 6.30, 7 o'clock this evening, you get out your briefcase, commonly referred to in our program as a monkey cage. And that's one of the things that we show you how to keep the monkey off your back. But you start unloading those stinking, squeaking monkeys off your back. Put them in that briefcase so you can take them home, tell your wife how overworked and underpaid. You are how a rough life is. Nobody even realized what the business world is today and all the fight we have, you know. In fact, not too long ago, a fellow said he got into... Well, he was taking a big, fat briefcase full of work home with him every night. and so His little six-year-old daughter was talking to her mother, and she said, Mommy, she said, why is it that Daddy doesn't have time to visit with me and talk to me after supper like he used to? She said, well, sweetheart, said, you know, your father just got a promotion. He's got a very important job down at the office now. and He's got so much to do during the day. He can't get it all done, and he has to bring it home and worry and work with it here after supper at night. And the little six-year-old first-grader said, Mommy, Why don't they put him in a slower group? (laughs) Now, Now, if you're getting into the habit of taking a great big fat stinking briefcase full of monkeys home with you every night, you might take a lesson with that. But what we have an interest to do, we throw that in the back seat of the car, get down to the first traffic light, and there's that same dodo you followed to work this morning. You go through about three lights. You finally get home, and your sweetheart says to you, John, what kind of a day did you have today? And you tell her, and it gets worse from there on. Now, given that kind of a choice, which side of the menu would you take? Which side would you take, John? Yeah, he says he'd take the terrific side. Now, if I went around here today, and I asked each one of you to stand and publicly identify the side of the menu that you'd take, chances are every single one of you in here would say, well, of course, Ed, I'd take the terrific side. Any intelligent person would. But do you know that better than half the people out there in the real world, full well knowing that if they get up late, grab a cup of coffee, a greasy donut, and a cigarette on the run, they're going to have a bad day. They do it day after day after day after day because they've developed the habit of doing it. You know the type I'm talking about. They say, I don't get ulcers. I give them mothers. You know the type. (laughs) Now, if there were a way, if there were a way that every person that you would meet could help you be reminded of this little daily menu and therefore choose and have a good day every day, you'd want to know how to do it, wouldn't you? Say yeah. yeah. All right, people come up to you and they say to you, good morning, how are you? And what's the normal sidewalk response to that common everyday question? That's right, fine, how are you? We got, do you like, we got two recordings in us. One of them says, good morning, how are you? And the other says, fine, how are you? Heard it all up and down the halls out here this morning, you know. You see a guy walking along, he says, my wife died last night, and he says, Fine, how are you? You know. They don't pay a bit of attention in the world, do you? Now, I'm not talking about that 50% below. You say, Good morning, how are you? And they say, Woo! Man, I got one of them old Southern comfort headaches this morning. Or old oh, old ruptures poking out. Let me show you how bad it is here. I'm not talking about that 50% below that start unloading about how bad they feel. I'm talking about that 50% above that say, Fine, how are you? From now on, anytime, anywhere, anybody says to you, good morning, how are you? Good afternoon, how are you? Good day, how are you? You're just going to automatically see that they're holding this menu right up in front of them, right on their forehead, just like this. (laughs) And they're saying, good morning. Which side of the menu will you take? And you're going to respond with one single word. And the word is... T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C. T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C, And a lot of people say to me, oh, come on now, Ed. You mean to tell me that that little cheerleading cliche is going to help me have a good day? That is precisely what I mean. And let me tell you the psychology and explain it to you, the psychology behind this. You see, your conscious mind is like the captain on the bridge of a ship. The captain looks out across the horizon and he says, all clear, full steam ahead. And a man down in the engine room sock the power to it and it's full steam ahead. They never do say, I wonder if the captain's got a hangover. Maybe it ought to be about 30 degrees left and about half steam. <laughs> they automatically implement the orders that are called to it from the bridge. And so does your subconscious mind begin to implement the orders that you consciously give it when you awaken every morning. If you get up in the morning and you say, aha, what a beautiful morning. Look at that magnificent sunrise. Smell the crispness of the morning air. It just begins to program you for that kind of a positive good day. If you get up in the morning and you say, ah, Boy, it's going to be a tough booger today. It says, fine, stump toe on the way to the toilet. Nick self-shaven, burn self with coffee, have dummies, stop in front of green, er, green light. It just begins to program you for that kind of a day. And a lot of people say to me, oh, come on now, Ian. You mean to tell me that you feel terrific every single day? Why, certainly not. But I always tell myself I do. And pretty soon I do. That's the exciting thing that I'm talking about here. It's the as if principle. You act as if you're happy. You act as if you're healthy. You act as if you're successful. And pretty soon you begin to become that way. Not too long ago, I had a business executive, one of the major leaders of one company that we've been doing some work for. And he said, Oh, now come on, foreman. He said, If I'm not sincerely feeling happy and enthusiastic, I'm not going to put on a false front and act like I'm happy and enthusiastic. And I said to him, you know, I'd tend to one rather have someone around me that was acting like they were happy and enthusiastic than a sincere sore head any day. (laughs) Wouldn't you? Of course you would. Now, Now, if you don't like the word act, use the word practice. Practice being happy. Practice being healthy practice being successful and the first thing you know you begin to become aware. and sometimes people say well I suppose just suppose you didn't get in until midnight last night you couldn't find a rental car you couldn't find a taxi you finally took a bus and that was one of the locals and it stopped all the way in you didn't get into the hotel here till three o'clock this morning they had all the rooms rented up you had to walk seven blocks down the street you didn't get to bed till four o'clock this morning and at six thirty this morning Al called you and he said to you good morning Ed how are you you mean to tell me honestly and sincerely now you would respond with the word terrific? I said I mean if you have to put your fingers on your lips and say terrific. you do. Because the men down in the engine room can't see what the captain's having to do up here. Now admittedly, the first time, you may have to say, terrific. <laughs> but the second time, you can probably say, terrific, without the use of your fingers. And then the next time, terrific, and the more you say it, the more you begin to feel it. That's the exciting thing I'm talking about. not too long ago, we are working with several petrochemical companies and different organizations. there was a purchasing agent for one of the major companies we worked for. He said, you know, Ed, I'd give anything in the world. If I could feel as enthusiastically, dynamically, vibrantly alive as you seem to feel every day. And I said, I'll tell you what you do, Bill. I said, you take one of these little daily menus for laughing, loving, and living your way to the good life. I have, incidentally, a copy for every single one of you to take a copy of this home with you tonight to begin to practice it. And I said, here's what you do. I said... Tonight, before you go to bed, you read it from cover to cover. It has a little happy face in it, a little sad face. You read it, you think about what it says, take about 8 to 10 minutes. And tomorrow morning, the very first thing, whenever you get up, you read it from cover to cover and think about what it says, and you do that. You read it for the next 30 days, every morning and every night. And every time somebody says to you, good morning, good afternoon, how are you, respond with the word it. What will happen is at the end of 30 days, you will have developed the habit of responding that way, whether you feel that way or not. How many of you in here, if you felt by taking a copy of this little daily menu, and for just the next 30 days, you would read it, you'd follow it, you'd implement it, it would help you, would you raise your hands? Well, congratulations. That looks like all the way around the room. He said, you know, Ed, if that's what it takes, that's what it Now remember, take it and read it tonight and think about it before you go to bed. Tomorrow morning, very first thing, whenever you get up, you read Yeah, even if you go running in there at to the toilet, you take this in there with you and you read it. Now, remember, use it only for reading purposes. Now, now, you read it, and you think about it and you apply it, I guarantee you what you'll do is you'll develop the habit of responding to it. Well, I didn't see him for about three months and I saw him one day and he had this smile on his face from ear to ear. I mean, he was just beaming all over and I said, well, tell me how it's working. He said, let me tell you what happened. He said, for 45 days, Ed, he said, I read and followed that little daily menu every night and every morning. He said, I listened to the Laughing, Loving, Living the Way of the Good Life cassette album. He said, I read the book. Stand up me. He said, I did everything. He said, every time somebody said to me, good morning, good afternoon, how are you, I responded with a word to it. But he said, what happened on the 45th night? Our electricity went off, and he said the next morning our clock didn't awaken me. He said, I woke up at 8:30, I looked at my watch, jumped out of bed, stumped my toe on the way to the toilet, nicked myself shaving. He said, almost exactly the way you explained on the bad side of me. He said I had to change shirts three times because I'd bled down, ruined the collar on two shirts. Said I went running into the kitchen, and bless my dear little wife's heart, she'd poured me a hot cup of coffee in a tin cup so I could take it to work with me. <laughs> And I went to drinking, and ah, I just stuck to my bottom lip and just peeled the skin right off me. He said, I went running out, jumped in the car, got down to the first traffic light, and there was that dodo sitting through a green light. Said, I went to change hands with that coffee to honk and holler at him, and ah, I spilled that coffee right down my fly. And he said, it was just as hot as it was when it peeled the skin off my lip. He said, I finally got to the office, I went running in there, and said the telephone was ringing off my desk and said it was this cantankerous engineer out in our production department calling in and he said to me good morning Bill how are you and I said terrific (laughs) and he said well you sure don't sound terrific (laughs) and he said well I am terrific (laughs) and he said I started laughing because he said right then and there I recognized that I had indeed developed the habit of responding that way, whether I felt that way or not. And at 10:15 in the morning, I turned the day around into what was going to be one of the most gosh-awful, bad, terrible days I'd ever had into an exciting, enjoyable, productive, successful, terrific day because I had developed the habit of doing it. And that's exactly what I'm talking to you about.
1: And that was the great Ed Foreman with another piece of incredible advice. It really is your choice whether you have a good day or a bad day every day. And I've said many times before, the mindset is key to everything out there. So could I ask you, what is your mindset right now? Whatever side of the menu you choose, you can always choose to have a good day every day. I hope you enjoyed today's motivational moment. It will be back again next week with another great speaker for you. And you can always get yourself on a calendar to book your free 30-minute LDL power call. It's free after all. Let's get you moving in the right direction before you lose sight of that finish line. Stop the pain you are suffering or delaying the project or big plan that you have rolling around in your head before it's too late to get yourself moving. Moving forward with it all. You have an opportunity to make something happen. Why let it slip away another day? Come over to LDLcool.com to find the ideal time slot for you and we will speak soon. As for now, I'll be back tomorrow as always. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. You can find more
0: motivational moments at LearnDevelopLive.com and we'll be back to inspire you again tomorrow.